Together, you can find us at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Tumblr, uh, blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. And we're available on Apple Podcast, go on Google Play Podcast, and your favorite podcatcher by using our RS, RSS feed or just searching for Black Girl Squee. Um, if that doesn't work, you can find all of our episodes up at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm. We also have Patreons uh, that uh, you can subscribe to and support our, uh, our shows. Uh, Enda has her own Patreon where she has audio essays on music fandom, um, where she has original fiction that she's written, uh, and much, much more. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, there's also an official Black Girl Squee Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlsquee, where there are uh, some video essays, uh, some podcast reviews where we talk about TV shows like Claws and Star Trek Discovery, um, their album reviews, and um, <laughs> one ratchet-ass book review um, that may never be repeated. No, it's um, <laughs> But recently, oh, and it's in this fall, so... Um, the most, the most recent entry uh, to the Black Girl Squeak Patreon has been an album review of Layla Hathaway's Honestly, which you all should go check out, um, the album and the review. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. patreon.com slash blackgirlsquee. Uh, please help support the show, Position Ain't Cheap, uh, which leads us to... Um, other bits of housekeeping. Um, we cuss a lot. Um, we talk <laughs> about dick. Uh, and yep. we spoil shit. So, you know, we're 48 episodes in. If, if, if you don't like it, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so that's just how we roll. So, uh, since we don't have any, uh, reviews or emails or anything like that, y'all don't love us, um, we're gonna get into Squeeworthy News. Wanna start okay, us off? so, first Squeeworthy News, um, Rihanna just keeps winning, just, she just, everything she does, she wins, so, um, Rihanna Drive is now an inspiring street mm-hmm. you can visit in the Barbados. Uh, Westbury New Road in St. Michael, uh, Barbados, was renamed Rihanna Drive for, in honor, of course, for Rihanna, Robin Rihanna Fenty. Uh, the unveiling of Rihanna Drive coincided with Barbados Independence Day. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. They unveiled your shit on Independence Day. All right. Mm. Like I said, win it. Yeah. So there's a plaque commemorating the event, and it includes mm-hmm. quotes from Rihanna because she's always inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rihanna and her reaction, she says, Welcome to Rihanna Drive, my home. My whole life was shaped on this very road. I was just a little island girl riding bikes, running around barefoot, and flying kites in the cemetery. But I had big dreams, dreams that were born and realized right here. 
So, wow. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. So, if you go look up there, there's an Instagram video of her giving her speech. And of course, she's dressed as nuns, as always, because she doesn't have everything. <laughs> so, you know, check it out. And congratulations to her on another achievement. And this time, it's, it's home. It's local. So, sweet. So, to Rihanna and to uh, the new Rihanna Drive, we give a big... So, um, our next story is that Misha Green will write and produce Cleopatra Jones for Warner Brothers. Uh, Cleopatra Jones was a 1973 black exploitation film about an undercover agent who has a day job as a supermodel that she uses as a cover to travel around the world. Yes. Which is just awesome. I know, right? <laughs> That just sounds awesome. Um, Misha Green wants to establish uh, Cleopatra Jones as a female James Bond. So she's going to update uh, the movie for the 21st century. And uh, um, anybody who's who's watched the show Underground knows that she can write her, uh, her butt off. So this is going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, who they'll cast and uh, just, you know, how the story um, shakes out. So, and she's already um, working on that project with uh, Jordan Peele. um, And she's got a couple of other projects under her belt. So we may not get underground back but we're going to get a lot of other new content from yeah. Misha Green so no I'm just saying I'm, I'm, just, I'm just actually thinking who I would love to be cast in this and I'm like who, who should be cast as Cleopatra Jones I mean first thing that came to mind is Nicole Bahari even though she's short but I think she could do that I think she could do this really well my wife can do anything <laughs> um Okay. I'm just saying, she's yes, that would be that would be so good. That would be so good. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. she is short to be a supermodel, but still, whatever. Exactly. That's why high high heels were invented. But that would be cool. That would be cool. Um so to Misha Green and to this new Cleopatra Jones project, we give a big So, speaking of supermodel-like black women, Asian Naomi King is now the new face of L'Oreal Paris. Essence reported that she will be the newest spokesperson of L'Oreal Paris. She says, makeup became my armor growing up. It provided me with a sense of protection and gave me the power and confidence to face the world in the way I wanted. To now represent L'Oreal Paris is incredibly overwhelming. I am so excited to help others find and believe in the beauty of who they are because everyone deserves to know their own worth. You know, she's got a point. And, you know, not surprised because Aiden I am King is just fracking gorgeous. She just is. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, uh, this mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, it said her um, first collection to remote is the new L'Oreal Parish True Match Lumi Glow. This is a collection of Five products designed to create an effortless and luminous glow. And the Glotion Natural Glow Enhancer Glow Nude Palette, Shimmerista Powder, Glow Amor Glow Boosting Drops, and Bronzed Bronzer. I don't even know what half that stuff is, but it sounds nice. <laughs> what am I? It's going to look great on her. Anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, you can, but you can tell these makeup companies are shook by Fenty Beauty because, yes, uh, recently, uh, CoverGirl snapped up Issa Rae as a spokesperson. Uh, yes, now L'Oreal Paris is uh, signed Asia Naomi King. Like you can see the impact. They went for the, 
they went for the darker skin. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. went straight for the darker skinned women. All, all of a sudden, we need we need mm-hmm. to have um, uh, dark skinned black women as the faces of our brand. Yep. All of a sudden. Just yep. saying. Just saying. We see y'all out there. We see y'all. Um, so uh, to Asia Naomi King, we give a big scream. So um, uh, next story is uh, D. Rees is garnering Best Director Oscar hopes uh, for her new movie Mudblood. Uh, only four black directors have ever been nominated for best director at the Oscars mm-hmm. and they're all men. John Singleton, Lee Daniels, Steve McQueen, and Barry Jenkins. Of course, we know that, um, yep. Ava DuVernay should have been one of yep. their number, but she was snubbed by the Academy. Um, but this year, um, there's uh, been a lot of chatter about uh, Jordan Peele and Dee Rees uh, as possibly uh, getting um, Oscar nominations for their uh, movies. So um, whether it's one of them or both of them um, remains to be seen. Um, we know that uh, it's... Uh, you know, Oscar's trying to fight against, um, well, they're not fighting really that hard, but um, they don't want to be uh, seen as um, uh, so white, you know, year after year after year. Um, so they do try to trot out a couple of uh, brown nominees and presenters every year. But, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz has been around D. Reese though. I think ever since like a festival, it was probably like the Toronto Film Festival or something like that that everybody started talking she could be the first black woman to get an Oscar for uh, directing. It's been since then, but since it um debuted on uh, Netflix a couple of weeks ago and you know got in the theaters, people are really like, yeah, she should get a nut. I would be really happy because I mean, she has an exemplary body of work already and she would be, hey, we'd, we'd have a queer black woman with the you know an Oscar for directing and I mean that means something I would love to see her rewarded for this because she got she got um robbed for Bessie you know she got robbed yep yeah <laughs> yeah fuck the Emmys fuck yeah. these award shows but um I, you know still yes they have they have currency in that industry um and um you know, every little bit helps for yes. uh, creators of color. So, yes, rooting for D. Rees. Uh, and uh, for that, she gets a <laughs> And speaking of black women and Oscars, we have talk of another. Tiffany Haddish could contend for an Oscar for her performance in Girlship. In case you haven't heard, she recently won a New York Film Critics Award for Best Supporting Actress. And the New York Film Critics Circle Award, in case you don't know, they're kind of like preview Oscars. Like, people who win here tend to go on to either get nominated and or win, you know, the Oscars. But um, the Academy, though, they rarely do award comedic performances. But I actually finally recently saw Girls Trip, Tiffany Haddish, was fucking amazing in that role. She was so funny and she was so good. And she was the stand-up. I was... <laughs> Were you crying laughing by the end of that movie? She just laughing? she just didn't stop. It's like, even when you hurt. get to like the poignant shit, she yeah, was still funny as hell. And so it, worked. She was... it just worked. <laughs> she... I'm sorry, when they all have a fight she walk off in her heel breaks mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's still trying to walk off broke hill <laughs> you have to if you have not seen this movie you just have to because she she was good i mean i like all movies, but oh, she was, she was even better than 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 people were talking about and i'm like well okay yeah she deserves this like if melissa mccarthy can get a nod for bridesmaid she can get a nod for girl's trip 
because she was just, she was the best in this. And I'm going to give her that. So, yeah. Y'all bet not. <laughs> if y'all snub Tiffany Haddish, y'all know y'all on some bullshit. Especially, I mean, I mean, there's there hasn't been a performance None. out in the past no year that has no. been talked about as much not as this performance. Not even from y'all's little white faves. So just, I really, I think, I, I don't think, I think not only should she be nominated, she should fucking win. Definitely. She should. That, that would be just, and I would love to see that because wouldn't you love to see a black woman win for not having to play a role when she's like, you know, downtrodden and down and out crying and all of that it, and for just being brilliantly funny. I would love yes. to see that. Especially now. Yes. We need laughs this this Ooh. in in this time. And she gave us lots to laugh about. Yes. And it was just needed. Yes. So she deserves an award for that. Just for making me laugh so hard my stomach hurt. <laughs> yes. Yes. So y'all better y'all better get get give Tiffany her award. Just give it to her. Just Go ahead, just go ahead. Just act right. Do just the engraving right. now, because you nobody else needs that award. Just, yes, that's two D's <laughs> and two H, two H's on the end. Yes, front and the back. Right. So to Tiffany Haddish, we give a big squeeze. All right. So to just black women just doing great things. Um, um, HBO's Confederate is now not actively being worked on and really got to think it's thanks to black women. Yes. Um, HBO's Confederate, um, as announced, uh, is supposed to be an episodic drama that takes place in an alternate Civil War timeline where the South successfully succeeded from the Union and slavery was never abolished, but has evolved into a modern economic system. And how many times did you want to puke uh, during the reading of that sentence? Um, I'll tell you tell you my count was at least three times Ah. so the Washington Post reports that the show is still in development but the creators are not actively working on it of course the creators are also the people that adapted um, Game of Thrones to um, to television from the books so they're probably still working on the last season of that. Um, but uh, it, um, for that report to come out after all of the backlash that has happened. Um, and, you know, I mean, they announced it right after the um, sixth uh, season of Game of Thrones aired. So, I mean, they were still, you got to imagine the creators were still uh, working on um, season seven of Game of Thrones then. So, yeah, so if they're not actively working on it, um, I don't know, I think, I think this halt in development has, um, is due to, um, uh, Yep. The No Confederate protest, which was uh, created um, by a group of Black women, um, and who or who created the hashtag No Confederate, and organized a, an online protest of the show during airings of Game of Thrones. Uh, and this group of women included Amber Rain. Uh, Jamie Brodnax, Rebecca Theodore, Lauren Warren, and Chanel Little. So we want to thank them 
and all of the people who uh, got online and protested this horrible, terrible, no good idea for a show. And um, hopefully it never sees the air. Yeah, I know, right? I also want to note Amber Rain, she's also the one behind Oscar So White. Right. So, you know, that that should be noted. So, yeah, they, they know how to get shit shut down. <laughs> they know how to get shit done. And so, yeah, just wanted to include that. And I'm like, listen, this is a bad idea. <laughs> just admit that and move on. What, what like in the way that they doubled down after Charlotte's exactly bill, just like it you know y'all are allowed to be mediocre and make mistakes just admit that you did this time and move on we we, we don't care you know I mean oh it's that's just the really frustrating part they just don't want to admit we was wrong about this you know, it was a bad idea. We just shouldn't do it. That's what they keep trying to double down on. Like, you know, they're flawless. No. We don't want to see this. This is not. Nobody, nobody needs to see this. It's like. It's like, I mean, just, 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 just. Expose yourself as white supremacists. Because that's all this, exactly. that's all this show is about is. Actively endorsing white supremacy. Because yes. I don't see anything else good that can come from this show. It's not going to spur the kind of discussions that are going to heal or help anything. It's not It's not an original idea. Um, slavery has already evolved into a modern economic system. It's called the prison industrial complex. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what I was thinking. So, like we already have that. It's called prison. This isn't even an original idea. So it shouldn't happen. And especially because it's not like well, HBO doesn't just um, produce like a couple of episodes and then cancel a show you're at least getting a full season of a show before HBO decides to um, nix it. And we don't need a season of this exactly. show created. We don't... The show does not need to be cast. The show does not need scripts written. The show just needs to be shut down. So hopefully um, um, the no confederate hashtag and the um, protest of the show has had some impact and we will soon hear news of um, the show no longer being in development. So to the group of ladies that created the hashtag, um, we give a big Oh, wait, her name is April Rain. I just realized her name is Rain of April. Why do I do that? Sorry. I, I, I think sorry. I did that before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, April Rain. I April, did, I did April, April. Yeah, Thank she's. You. See, I keep mixing her up with April Ryan. I think that's why I wanted her name to be Amber. <laughs> okay. But um, anyway, um, on to some more uh, badass black women. The Lit Reactor has an article um, titled Octavia's Daughters Meet the New Queen's Suspect Fic. And the article uh, states that black speculative tradition in the U.S. is alive and well, and women are leading the charge. From Afrofuturism to vampire epics, Caribbean ghost stories to alternative histories, their books are equal parts escapism and engagement. And if you go and look at the list, they um, include Nettie Okorafor, N.K. Jemison, Nalo Hopkinson, Nisi Shaw, and Tanana Reeve Du. And so there's just really um, brief prof- profiles on each of them and names some of their work and um, some other things that they do. And I'll send you links to some of their books. And I can't believe I've actually met three of them here. <laughs> hey, but yeah, these are the people whose works 
should we have a couple of them are, but this is where people should be getting their source material from now. Getting out of development. NK Jemison has a series being mm-hmm. developed for I think TNT, Nettie for HBO. But um Nello Hopkinson should have been had something picked up, but um the film Brown Girl in the Ring. Yeah, well it's it's based on it, but it's like a prequel, so it's not exactly based on the book, it's a prequel. So it's kind of taking off from that work. And so but I would love to see, you know, other stuff that she's done, like Midnight Robber, you know, being um adapted because her work is so good and I I love it. I love it. Uh Nisi Shaw, I mean come on, Everfair needs a Everfair needs an adaptation. Tanana Reeve do, I know she's done a short film, um, but I don't think it was adapted of something that she had already written in. But yeah, she's she's also the one doing the course at UCLA, um, that takes takes off from Jordan Peele's um Get Out. And he actually came and spoke to her class. Get out, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but back to Nisi Shaw, I need yes. yeah, I need somebody to yes. um give me the black steam yes. um movie or T V oh, series you just of my dreams. I need that in my life. God damn it. Yes. Please, yes. I need it. Yes. I need it. I love steampunk, but the but it's so yes. white. I need right. so. I need y'all to. I need y'all to adapt. Ever okay. fair for the so screen. for these ladies and okay. for other black um, women who are in speculative yes. fiction, giving us all this really good shit, we give a And this may have come out while we were on break, but I think Ava DuVernay is going to be developing an Octavia Butler um, novel, and it's oh, about time. Sure is. So, sure is. I forgot about that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, to yes. Octavia Butler, rest in power, and uh, yes. Ava DuVernay, keep on with the keep on, and um, yes. So yes. Very- excited for all of that so Octavia's daughters are still alive and Octavia's stories are still alive as well um um more uh more um (laughs) visual art news (laughs) um Rashida Jones will write and direct uh Goldie Vance now this is uh the story of a 16-year-old biracial girl who is a detective in training. And she <laughs> solves mysteries at a Miami resort. Hey, Florida! Um, the story started as a four-issue comic book miniseries uh, before being expanded into its own ongoing series. Um, and the movie will be produced by Kerry Washington's company called yep. Simpson Street. So we got some extra black girl magic up in there. So this yes. will be exciting. I'm, I love yeah. all these new original <laughs> stories featuring black girls. Let's go. Let's go. So, yes. Yeah, so um, um, to Rashida Jones and Carrie Washington uh, and this story, we give it big. All right, and and our last um bit of sweet worthy news. Well, pretty sure you've already heard about this, but we will never stop celebrating it <laughs> because uh, a couple of weeks ago, Serena Williams and Alexis Ohanian, I hope I said his name right, got married, and Serena shared the pictures with Vogue magazine. So we had a good ass Saturday <laughs> looking at these pictures. I mean, she looked so happy. The baby was adorable. And child, they had new edition sing at the wedding. And you can tell from the way they posed, they were all performing if it isn't love. <laughs> so you could just tell. You could yes! tell. This but uh jam. Yeah, so it was such a it was a 
you know, everybody came for the uh, Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, uh, Kim, uh, never mind, Eva Longoria, <laughs> and Ciara. <laughs> they, they were all there. And they held the wedding on November 16th in memory of Alexis' mother because she passed away in 2008 and that was her birthday. And so they wanted her to be represented at the wedding. So, yeah. So Serena wore Alexander McQueen princess gown complete with cape. She had three outfit changes, one into a feathered Versace dress with Nike sneakers. I'm like, see, that's how you do a wedding. You do sneakers for your reception so you can dance. But, um, so she's an athlete. She probably just <laughs> yeah, wanted to exactly. get out of them heels. <laughs> exactly. She actually had another Versace um, uh, ensemble with a short skirt after that. So they wrote their own vows, and Alexis surprised Serena with the carousel <laughs> while Jenny Wise Pony played in the background. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, Man. These two are gonna be a mess. They are, they are. So I mean, but like I said, she shared those photos with everyone, and it was just everything was so beautiful. I mean, it was just—I mean, you can just tell that was a great day. It was just a happy, joyous day, and we needed that. And so I'm so glad for, with her for you know she, even sharing that. Oh, by the way, the ex-president of my alma mater, Xavier University. Dr. Francis Norman uh, officiated, I believe. Yeah, because yep. they had the wedding he officiated. In the yeah, okay. <laughs> and I see. <laughs> yeah, so nice. hey, I have a small connection. <laughs> I have a small, <laughs> very thin connection <laughs> to Serena Williams' wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Six degrees, Serena. Okay, so X don't you X- want to shout out X-U. X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X U X Um, all right, so catch a fade. Mm. We could be here all day, but um, right quick. Uh, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had a good mm-hmm. week. Um, in their uh, continuing attempts to be the pettiest uh, movie studio out there. Uh, they follow up the uh, box office uh, disappointment of Justice League with um, multiple covers on Vanity Fair magazine of their 10 years of characters in their cinematic universe. And then um, follow that, uh, that cover story up with um, a new trailer for Infinity War which is a movie that they've been building up to for the past 10 years. Um, Unfortunately for the MCU um, and for this, this cover story, uh, there are no women of color on any of the covers Four four covers. And they made it a point to put women on each cover, but they're all white. And the cover, the covers made did not make sense because the the groups put together on the covers didn't really have any relation to each other. They weren't even in uh, the same movies. You had you mixed up people from Iron Man movies with people from Captain America movies and. Uh, on and on and on yeah. and you have to go to the inside like, spread to see to any tiny. women of color and even then they're in the background <laughs> you got yeah you got Valkyrie way in the back and you know Tessa was doing 
black Derek prison pose. So shout out to her anybody. for going hood for Vanity Fair, but um, you can barely see her because she's way in the back. Exactly. Anybody. She should have been on the cover. She's Angela fucking Bassett. She's going to be in one of the hottest movies of 2018. The big, You have Tessa Thompson, who was in one of the biggest movies of 2017. And she can't get a cover? Mm-hmm. She can't be on the cover with Thor? If you want to put a woman on every cover? Yep. I can't. I can't. I'm so. They're so annoying. I can't wait to be done with this fandom. Um, what? But, um, so, they, um, they can catch the fade for that. Vanity Fair and Marvel. And Marvel can also catch the fade for this bullshit with Marvel Comics, where they've got a straight up imposter Thank as editor in chief. Marvel really needs to deal with their anti-Asian ra- and racism. And you still promoted him to editor-in-chief. The whole whitewashing thing in Doctor Strange. Um, you rewarded to Refusing to update Iron Fist with an actual Asian-American character. To your new editor-in-chief. Exactly. Pretending to be an Asian person in order to get work. And, you know, hire them to do their own shit. Talking about, he's t- he's saying it's been dealt with. How has it been yeah. dealt with? I swear to God. Okay. Anyways, y'all, y'all have to deal with y'all's bullshit. Or you deserve to not get no no dollars from the Asian community and no support from them until you stop stealing from them and stop appropriating from them to write their own stories and to star in their own stories god this is alright anyway yeah I know Um, but that's Unfortunately, that's the latest I could even find on this whole issue. And that was a month ago. Wow. Okay, so um wanted to we talked last time about the um the strike in New York um led by uh sex workers. Um and um So we wanted to do an update on it, and uh, uh, has there been any progress? Or as far as I know, same? no. I know one of the places is shut down because they've had some different types of violations. But um, yeah, as far as I know, nope. It's there's been no resolution, and I don't know if you know their demands have been met or if they just got um pushed aside or you know what's happened to them but there's just because I was looking to see if Madame Noir had updated like they said they would but they haven't I have not seen any news outlets actually you know go back and you know check to see you know well what's going on you know here and there but I just so the bartenders are using Instagram to get more attention and then turning that into more money by taking attention yeah, they and focus away from tenders. the from the dancers. Yeah, they started getting hired from Instagram because oh, they were, you know, Lord. based on this particular type of look that they had and they had followings. And the thing is, the, the, really, because the, the dancers... They actually have to pay house fees at the clubs where they work, and this can be anywhere from fifty to two hundred dollars. The bartenders don't have to pay fees; they already have a salary. 
and then they uh, sometimes they're blatantly stealing it. Sometimes they're blatantly stealing it. They said that um, this one dancer, her name was Panama, said she got into a conflict with somebody because she saw the girl pick up the tips that was that belonged to her. The security tapes show that this is what happened, but the owner said that there wasn't anything she could do, and she lost like four hundred dollars. So they're tra- and they're reaching and trying to take money out of the dancers' pockets. These these greedy ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. God damn it. Man. Wow. Wow. Says many of these star tenders are white and Latina. Whereas the the strippers are mostly black. Wow. Wow. And and you. Yep. And you can bet the. the I get. So, well, I hate to say it, but the Latina star tenders are probably white passing. I really wish that Morales would be keeping an eye out on this and looking to see that these women, you know, get their get their due and get their demands met. Because whether you like it or not, this is a service. This is a service that people ask for. Okay, and they are providing this service, and they deserve to be Especially compensated by people, for it by people who ain't doing no work. You're not they don't doing. Having their you're not doing the work. Anyway, wow. So, you know, there needs to be more media attention. Um, exactly. that'll, that'll bring more pressure um, to change. Um, so, so uh, the media need, needs to get on that. Um, it looks like they're trying to be respectable or, or, just, or just don't give a fuck. So they can catch the bait too. Oh, shit, sorry, I accidentally closed out. All right. So unless yep. you have some other stuff that can catch the bait, um, yep. besides everybody in the Senate that voted for that pa- that tax bill. Ugh. So. Uh, unless there's anybody else that needs to catch the fade, besides all of the Republicans in Congress, uh, and um, um, you know, uh, at least on the bright yep. side, a whole bunch of um, yep. Uh, President Trump's uh, team are being indicted and going to jail and flipping on each other and you know so that's good but you know this tax bill is not good for anybody (laughs) unless you make a million dollars but um, let's uh, turn to happier things like print so um i just wanted to spotlight some of the uh, gorgeous people who are part of the cast of the hit movie coco which is an animated movie from pixar um and it there's a lot of fine people doing voice work <laughs> for this movie so I almost wish it was live action Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we have Gael Garcia Bernal Mm -hmm. and he got the salt and pepper in the beard (laughs) he looking right yes he he does is he a cat daddy I think I think he cat daddy age no he's my age he's my age actually he's a little younger than I am he's like a year or two younger than I am 
he's pretty mature, Grace. So he's maturing fast. Hey, it looks good though. It, it looks, does. It looks hella good, but he's always been fine. Mm-hmm. He has always been designed. Um, and Benjamin Bratt is also a voice in the movie. And he's been fine. Yeah. He's mm, he been fine too. Yeah. For a long time. Those are some good looking men. <laughs> been fine been fine um yes so um and on the soundtrack uh miguel who is afro latinx is um uh providing music for the movie so yeah all kinds of fine fine brown (laughs) men all kinds of fine brown men's in the cast they need to make a live action version of this joint. Yes, Mike, for real. Okay. Um, Just for me. Um, so Pixar, get on that. Okay. Yeah, I just want to so, shout out uh, Terry Crews. And um, he's been in this business for a good long time. I actually first remember him from the old Spice commercials. <laughs> Don't ask why, but I actually thought those were funny. And I actually didn't know for a very long time because I didn't watch the show. He was the dad on Everybody Hates Chris. I didn't know that for some reason. But now, of course, he's um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is a great show. He's so funny on it. And, of course, now he's also in the middle of um, the uh, whole uh, sexual harassment and things that are going on. And he uh, really needs a lot of support right now because people are kind of abandoning him and ostracizing him because he spoke out about what happened to him and so which is really fucked up but I mean so glad that he actually came forward and kind of let let people know like one one the pervasive pervasiveness of this too this can happen to anybody and it's all like like you said things like this are always about power like who you have power over and he knew that you know if he um, came forward or if he said anything he is this you know big you know black dude he would have been the one to um, get in trouble about it. But fortunately, he came, he spoke up anyway. And I'm so glad because he's been, let's put it this way, he's been walking the walk and talking the talk um, for a very long time. He's been such a great presence for um, and for being against uh, toxic masculinity. I mean, you see him carrying a purse and stuff and all, you know, just you know him being him. And so I'm like, really, just, that just should be more men like Terry Crews. And he and his wife are so freaking cute together. They are so cute. I, I, I love them. And so I um, really hate to see that he's going through all this stuff right now. But, you know, like I said, you need to stand by him and, one, believe him and, you know, make sure that he isn't, um, he isn't um, pushed out, you know, of Hollywood for speaking out. So uh, Terry Crews, he's, you know... Uh, He's a hero of mine, and so there. He fine as hell too. Get it? So, Just gotta say that. Yes, uh, that is this week in that print. Now moving on to yes. Womanist vocab. All right, Womanist vocab. Today's Womanist vocab word is white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. White supremacist capitalist patriarchy puts focus on the multiple forms of political, economic, racial, gender, social, and other hierarchies and oppressions that dominate systems of interaction. While some regard the phrase as passé, particularly for the use of patriarchy, it still provides a starting point from which to consider intersections of oppression. Some have begun using the term imperialist white supremacist capitalist patriarchy stemming from the theory in a U.S. context. Bell Hooks coined the phrase, and I actually think she is the one who started using imperialist, white supremacist, capitalist patriarchy um, to update the term herself. So that's woman's vocab. All right. That's, that's, wow. That's a big ass term. That's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good grief. Yeah. So, um, That is our, sh- oh wait, uh, we have a Black Girl Commandment, um, and 
this is just um just remember that you're not an imposter and to stop putting yourself down um because you know like we mentioned before um there are mediocre white men out there being actual imposters and um winning so um fuck that uh remember to um pat yourself on the back for the progress you've made and um you know give yourself um your your due if nobody else will um just remember, you're not an imposter. So, fuck that imposter syndrome. I know it it, it gets it gets to the best of us, but uh, there's actual imposters out there. <laughs> yep. And they're not you. So, uh, um, that is our show. Uh, again, you can contact us at Black Girl Squee. Individually, Enda is at Enda's Corner. I'm at Dust Daughter. On Tumblr, we're Black Girl Squee.tumblr.com. Uh, our email is Black Girl Squee at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can find us on Google Play Podcasts. Uh, you can Use our RSS feed to add it to your favorite podcatcher or find us online at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm. If you like what you hear, please support our Patreons and help keep us going. And we'll have those in the show notes. So until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.